Warning, this episode of Seriously Wrong is a strange type of gaseous anomaly that has puzzled scientists for decades. Welcome to the Seriously Wrong Podcast. Everything is hopeless. Everyone who does anything is doing it for nefarious secret motives. You can't trust anyone. You're alone and everything's bad. The worse an interpretation is, the more likely it's true. My name is Aaron. And my name is Sean. And uh, yeah, I just noticed that actually recently that, you know, everything is garbage and, you know, people only want the worst for each other. And people suck, man. Yeah. The world's terrible. Ah, Everything's hopeless. It's so wise Thank what you're you. saying. I do consider myself very wise. Yeah, I can um, tell. You know what I think? Not just that you consider it, but that you are. Part of wisdom is being able to recognize when you are wise. Yeah, yeah, False definitely. Modesty so true. So true pitiful yeah and also cynical probably just a strategy to game for personal so everything's hopeless welcome to the show yeah, welcome to the show you are I've been looking for a brand new cult to join. You know of any new cults? Actually, it's funny you ask. I was just reading the newspaper about Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism. It's a brand new cult. Hmm. Hopeless Cynicism. Does that have anything to do with evil triumphing over good? That's the one. That's the cult. Nice. Could you not tell I was in the cult? So you check out my cool shades? Oh, these are religious do you get shades. shades? Do you get shades if you join the cult? Yeah, I want this, some shades. these shades are a religious symbol. Ooh. They mean I'm bigger and better than improving the world. So come on down to our church and worship our enormous zero with us. Join your fellow nothing masters in a big circle. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We chant, we get naked. And yeah, the people who run the cult are bitter opportunists who are taking positions of power in order to be abusive to people and control them. They don't really care or believe in anything that they're passing on to you. But they're honest about it. Finally. This is so refreshing. To join today, send us a financial e-transfer to bank account 100128-212-4400. Six easy payments of $983 each. So, you know, it's a breeze to join this cult. Thank you. Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism, proud sponsor of the Seriously Wrong podcast. Hey everyone, uh, this is Sean and Aaron. Uh, just a quick word on that last ad. Yeah, just a tag up on that. This is a great cult. I wouldn't be advertising it if I wasn't in it myself. There's a limited time offer right now where if you go to Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism and sign up and use the promo code Seriously Wrong, that's spelled S R S L Y, they're going to send 10% of your six easy payments of $957 directly to us. It's a great way to support the show and it's a great cult. So thank you so much. Take care. So yeah, we've been, we've been accused of being optimists. The merciless accusation that has torn apart the seriously wrong community. <laughs> um, everyone's dividing into camps right now and it's kind of a witch hunt situation. Yeah, it's like some people say it's good optimists, some people say it's bad, some people say we are or we aren't, mm. tearing yeah. people apart. And the contrast that's being drawn is between optimism and, and cynicism, that, that there's not enough cynicism in what we're saying to reflect the reality that people are fundamentally self-interested and not motivated by higher concerns. 
like, I guess we don't often say, oh yeah, that person was probably just being malevolent, wanting to do evil in the world. And that's why they acted this way. And <laughs> like, I, I would agree that I'm not very cynical. I'm perhaps a little bit too quick to believe that people have good motivations, that we all want good things, that everyone everyone's looking for an ideal outcome, that people aren't just, yeah, like out to cause harm or, or, or looking to do bad things on purpose. Yeah, I, I would tend to lean more towards incompetence as being a driver of negative outcomes in the social realm. My instinct is to say that that's not a result of malice usually, but of incompetence. Yeah. Is that an optimistic take, do you think? Like to say there's a lot of incompetent people because we can't deny that like bad shit happens. So I guess it's more optimistic to say that it's incompetence than malevolence. Like malevolence obviously exists. People want to hurt other people. Like I've had times where I've wanted to, <laughs> to hurt other people and had this fantasy of <laughs> punching you or shooting you or something. Yeah, but I guess the most ideologically optimistic response to that would be like, oh, if you only had all the information, you wouldn't want to punch them because everyone is fighting such a hard battle. You know, this person has come from a background you don't understand and, and they've wronged you right now and they're, they've hurt you in some way and you want to lash back and that's understandable. And I, because I've got such a big brain and I see the whole picture, I can see everything like a God. Big optimism brain. That's why God's so optimistic because he knows everything. <laughs> if only you knew all the details then you no longer would feel that there's malice there. You'd realize it's, I mean, it's, it's not even just like, because I also sometimes think of people as just like reactive or like, almost like a meat robot, you know, like <laughs> more so than that they're incompetent. Also, it's like that there's these drives within them that I just, I want to like not account to their autonomy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that. The, oh, that's not you. That's some, some issue you have or some conditioned response that you've acquired. That is the thing responding here and not, and not you, the essential you, I'm going to equate the good things you do with the essential you, but not the not the bad things. Cynicism is primarily about distrusting other people's motives. It's a specific form of pessimism where you're pessimistic about what people want from the world and that there's a self-interested openness to maliciousness there mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that, it doesn't really resonate with me. But I could say I'm cynical when it comes to like structural issues. Like I'm cynical that and I'm not even... I'm pretty optimistic. I have a hard time dwelling on the cynicism. I have that urge sometimes, but I'm really, really opposed to like the conspicuous cynicism, like wearing cynicism like a coat, wearing cynicism <laughs> like you're uh, like a fashion item. I fucking hate that. It's the worst. And when it comes to the motives of people who do that, I'm very cynical. I don't think that they're trying to make the world a better place. I don't think they're trying to help people understand the world better. <laughs> I don't think that they're trying to enrich the social fabric or, or solve any problem or anything like that. I think the most optimistic interpretation is that they're trying to protect themselves from things that might hurt them. But the most cynical interpretation, which I lean towards, is that they're, they're trying to get laid or something. Hmm. They're trying to <laughs> seem cool. Because it's cool yeah, to be cynical. They're putting sunglasses on their ideology. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes when I hear YouTube content, podcast content, anything like that, that 
comes from a very cynical perspective that's popular, I'm often like, why is that so popular? This is just so unpleasant to watch. Like these people just wallowing in this, like <laughs> obviously one side of the story perspective. And like, like I don't, I, I agree that we lean towards optimism or we lean into optimism consciously a lot of the time. But I think overall we try to be pretty balanced and like, acknowledge good and bad sides to things rather than just at one edward edward will you get in here what what dad have you finished your homework edward oh it doesn't matter if you do homework you know son ever since you became a teenager you're now my teenage son mm-hmm. it seems like you've gotten so much more cynical and it's affecting your school performance it's affecting your chores well the whole school system's bunk dad like all the teachers are fucking weirdos they don't even know the shit they're talking about i studied for a test that got marked wrong but it was right it's just fucked up and doesn't matter you know if they made a mistake on the test i'm sure you can go to the teacher and tell them everyone just says they're making mistakes Mistakes, but they're doing it intentionally dad like people are corrupt people suck man everyone's looking out for themselves and then anytime they get caught doing what they always do no they try to put on an innocent face where did you learn this i taught you to see the good with the bad not to just take a one-sided view of things now you're just saying like sure corruption happens but there's also virtue there's there's honorable people who are just working to make a better society you know that mm. exists that's that's what i aspire to be and that's what i raised you to aspire to be this hopelessness, this nihilism, and I'm, I'm just not feeling it, son. You know, you're going to have to uh, shape up. Shut up. Go away. You're not allowed in my room. Well, I am allowed in your room because it's my house. This is inherently the way authority acts, Dad. Because you have power and then you just use well, it. Well, I do have power over you. Than That's me. true. Because yeah. uh, cops will believe well, you. Well, I'm you're... older than you are. I'm more wise than you are. And I'm trying to teach you how to be more optimistic. A so... truly wise man knows he knows nothing, Dad. I mean, not a truly anything. wise man knows nothing is possible. What's this? What do you got here on the table? Some papers? I'll just take a look at those. They are in my house under my roof. Don't touch my things. Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism. What is this? What is this? It's like a weird poem or incantation. Yeah, Dad, that's my cult. Just Your cult? my cult that I joined. Yeah. Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism. That's your cult? Yeah, I'm a cynic, Dad. I'm a nothing master. My job is to stop other people from doing things and do nothing myself. It's fucking obvious. This is worse than I ever imagined. No one cares, Dad. Like, literally no your one cares Your mother is going to cry think. when she hears about this. Who cares? She's, you don't care about how your mother feels? It doesn't matter. It does matter. She's just putting it on to manipulate you, Dad. She's putting it on to <laughs> manipulate all of us. I can't believe you suggest that about your mother. I just, this is... And oh this my whole God. act that you're putting on of being bigger than it, it's like... Because you're just covering up your own complicity and everything. I can't believe this. I'm just going to have to phone out here. <laughs> Hello, Teen Patrol. Yeah, uh, my teen has gone crazy. He's joined Uh-oh. a cult. He is Ooh, yikes. totally fucking cynical. I need help. He needs uh, to be corrected. We'll send someone right away. Would you like the starter uh, detainment package or the advanced? Let's get the full Monty, the whole deal, whatever you got. It's, it's it. worth this, it. This Honestly, is, it's worth it. This is a good choice. terrible situation, and I need all hands on deck. So, yep. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll be on site in 15 minutes. Thank you so much, and thank you for calling Teen Patrol. <sighs> You're a lifesaver. Thank you. In a cultural context where cynicism is given a lot of social capital, 
it's, I think, particularly important that people who have the capacity to kind of consciously build and reinforce thought tools, like tools that help them or could help others to deal with the experience of living in this reality outside of our control. Leaning into optimism is, for me at least, always partially been about trying to cultivate that side of the discussion. Optimism and cynicism, you pointed this out earlier before we recorded, but they're not really opposites. You could technically be very optimistic about the future, but also very cynical about people's motivations. Distrusting everyone's motives all the time is not going to reflect one-to-one of reality. And also assuming that everyone has positive motives all the time is not going to reflect one-to-one to reality. And we should probably aspire to understand reality. But yeah. being optimistic is a way to like swim against the stream of society that is encouraging you to assume the worst about everyone's motivations in a way. And also, I think living in that cynical mindset where everyone's out for number one, where if if someone is playing music, it's just because they want to get their dick sucked. It's not because they love music or what, right, like right, all this right. other different type of shit that you hear that's like floating around. I think like if you live in that mindset too much, it can kind of encourage... It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, and the, the, you become part of it. If the feeling is that everyone is on this page anyways, that's the way the world is. Like, yeah. that's just how it is. And so you mistake this editorialized view on reality for a more accurate view of reality. So, I mean, if we're going to editorialize, I prefer to editorialize the comic tragedy of interfering incompetences that somehow unfolds and closer and closer to a better and more perfect society, a better world. Um, I, I prefer that story. The popularity of cynicism, putting sunglasses on your ideology, it's a countercultural thing. It's yeah. definitely like the sphere that I'm in. So I see a lot of cynical people and a lot of people embracing cynicism, putting the word cynicism as their like religious views on Facebook or something, or like <laughs> making their Twitter name, the ginger cynic. <laughs> Do you know, is that someone, uh, you know, no, the that's, ginger that's, cynic. that's uh, but it's totally plausible. Yeah. Pick that one up. <laughs> uh, I think, I think being cynical of people's motivations is probably really good for protecting you. I think you mentioned protection earlier, but like protecting you from, harm potentially like if you are more quick to assume that people are trying to fuck with you than when they actually are trying to fuck with you you're on top of that and you're not enabling them you're not you're not letting it happen you're not being the dupe mm -hmm. of the situation yeah there's kind of a trade-off there that you could potentially miss an opportunity like if you're getting a random facebook message from some acquaintance from high school who's saying i've just found an amazing business opportunity do you want to come to a seminar about it and <laughs> oh like <God>. yeah. <laughs> see that's an area where i would be super cynical yeah yeah not well, about his motives but about the motives of the business uh Business can't have motives, but the, you know, yeah, what I mean. it's cynicism when it comes to something that's like an obvious pyramid scheme, that's, it's a good thing to be critical of that kind of thing. But then, I mean, also arguably that's just pattern recognition, like right. more so than a cynicism thing. But I mean, the other argument is that maybe it is a great business opportunity. Yeah. What if you're missing incredible opportunities? <laughs> and then if you just went to the seminar, you could become a millionaire fast with the best of them. <laughs> Yeah, you turned down a meeting to invest an initial $1,000 in PayPal that would have turned into a million dollars. 
uh, because you were like, what is this, a pyramid scheme? I'm not even going to answer this Facebook message from Mm -hmm. my friend. You know, Sidney J. Harris once said, a cynic is not merely one who reads the bitter lessons from the past. They're one who's prematurely disappointed in the future. So that's a real point. That's a point and a half. (laughs) Welcome to Shining Hills Brain School, a place where you can send your cynical teen and have them come out shining with the glow of optimism. Our founder, Dr. Anton Lewis Wilson, identified that cynicism progresses in four stages. Stage one is private thoughts, you know, just thinking cynical things to yourself. Stage two is cynical words, sentences, speaking cynical thoughts to others, you know, spreading the disease to others. Stage three is the actions that manifest from those cynical words. So this is hurting people, punching others, not caring about the consequences of your actions. Stage four is historical atrocity, genocide, possibly the worst one in history. But good news for you and your cynical teen, our state-of-the-art facility has determined a two-pronged approach to stopping the cycle of cynicism before it reaches stage four. Prong one is controlling those cynical thoughts, putting chips in their brains, nanobots, that kind of stuff. Prong two is controlling their emotions through the use of pharmaceutical chemicals that make them feel content no matter what else is going on. Shining Hills Brain School. Bring your real teen home again. Oh, I missed you, son. It's my real son. He's back. (laughs) Hi, everyone, and welcome to class. Thank you so much for coming. I know you're you know, legally mandated to be here by your parent or guardian. But I gotta say, you're looking content. You're all looking very content. Yeah, we all have our brain implants in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just do yeah, a quick measurement do. of content. Oh, yeah. The device is reading from your chips that you're all content. So that's oh, good. Lovely, lovely. The so training's working. We've barely gotten started. Well, the machines do the magic of suppressing the cynicism, and then we give you some practical advice for how to... Uh, you know, navigate the world sans cynicism. So first, I'm just going to here write this up on the board. Believe everything you hear is true. We don't want any sort of discernment trying to figure out, is this truth? Is this fiction? Oh, no, no, no. I'd say just listen to those who seem to know what they're talking about. And safe bet. Safe bet. I'll just write that up here. Safe bet. And we'll, we'll be referring to that later. So do write that down. Now, I want you all to remember, people's motivations are always pure. If it looks like someone is trying to game you or hurt you or abuse you, it's probably just you, and you're probably reading the situation wrong. Yeah, you're being a bit too cynical. Give them the benefit of the doubt, why don't you? They're a good person. They're just trying to make it work. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone means well. Like, sometimes they fudge up. No one's going to lie about that. Oh, just checking the meter. This is so exciting. We've already blocked over 7,000 cynical thoughts. Wow. Just during this, That's this short presentation. Up. Here, let me show you up on the big screen. Uh, this is what a, a regular human brain looks like when it's having intense cynical thoughts. Yeah, see all those curvy bumps on the on the brain scan? It's not it's not nice. Yeah, no, th- those waves and distortions, those, you don't want that. In here, in contrast, is a live scan of your brain right now, and you can see that's just a flat 
arrow of a line, a real beautiful, smooth line. It's like a calm lake on a not windy day. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect plane. You could rest your, your glass of milk on that, no problem. And actually, we've all, got all sorts of brain scans of all of you right now that show flat lines, which is ideal. Ideal and good. So we're, yeah, we're just going to take a short break and let you all go use the washroom, eat a little bit of food. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing strategies for obeying authority because, you know, they're there for a reason and uh, you should just listen to them. Mm -hmm. I'll just get the reader out to see if you guys all agree. Oh, they all agree. Oh, nice. Complete agreement. That's consensus. So enjoy your break. Yeah, we're not slave masters or anything, but uh, we'll see you back in class in exactly 23 minutes. The school bell will go off in your brain if you're not in the room by then, and it will hurt. So make sure you're back at class. Thank you. So uh, while there is such a thing as an extreme version of cynicism that's limiting, there's good arguments to be made that a healthy dose of, I guess, skepticism more so than cynicism. Like cynicism seems to have this kind of like negative flavor to it to me. I have a hard time praising cynicism. I want to say skepticism in its place, which I think is a good thing. It's part of sure. a balanced, like cynicism seems kind of structurally unbalanced yeah, by definition. Well, like, if you were going to be skeptical of people's motivations, especially if it's ambiguous what their motivations are, or they've given you reason to think that they might be negative or malevolent or self-serving or something like that. I think skepticism is very different from cynicism and that cynicism would be assuming the bad thing until proven otherwise, whereas skepticism ideally would be withholding judgment. And it's a very different thing to assume the bad or to, to not assume the good, which would be the skeptical thing. Like you don't want to be naive. And that's what I think a lot of people who would identify as cynical or who would praise cynicism would say mm -hmm. it's, it's bad to be naive, which, yeah, it is. Or yeah, they might say that cynicism is aiming to see the world for how it really is rather than trying to see the world for what you would like it to be. I hate that. I hate the like <laughs> equating of negative interpretation with reality. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm not cynical. I'm just a realist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm not some optimist that believes two plus two equals infinity. I'm a cynic and I understand <laughs> two plus two equals four. Okay. I found this list of what the fuck is this called? 42 things cynical people wish you knew about them. And I'm definitely not going to read them all because it's tedious as fuck and some of them are like the same thing but like <laughs> just the, on what we're talking about number 10 i'm not negative i'm just being honest number 11 i'm not rude i'm just being real number 12 i'm not being a bitch i'm just telling you how it is number 13 i'm not cold i've just been burned and it goes on like this <laughs> we should make a list of things that non-cynical people wish that cynical people knew that we knew about them <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you can tell someone you think they're a shitty, malevolent person who enjoys hurting people without being rude about it. Be like, hey, I've noticed you have these behavior patterns. I think they're really problematic. Like these are some specific things I've noticed and I've extrapolated this to like maybe these patterns are something you should like. like it, anyway, you it, can- It makes <laughs> me feel like I have a responsibility to try to disassociate with you. And it also makes me feel the responsibility to kind of warn others about some of the things I've seen you do. And I, I would love nothing more for 
these things to change. <laughs> right. um, but I'm 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 not convinced that's going to happen. And so I just need to put it out on the table as as nicely as I can. But I think the stuff that you've been doing is really destructive and and. Yeah, it yeah. gives me a bad feeling, <laughs> icky feeling. See, not rude. Not being totally real, but not rude. Yeah, being too real, being more real than even <laughs> most rude people would be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, like just being like, you're a fucking psycho who <laughs> loves hurting people. Like that would be the like, just being real. You're a fucking psycho. I, I said it. Everyone's thinking it. Like, <laughs> not really the most real. You didn't sit down and think about the actual actions that like, like, why do you think he's a psycho? Like what's the, pull that apart a little bit, articulate it better. Yeah. I know we started this segment wanting to praise cynicism and our failing, but it just feels like laziness a lot of the time, like saying I've been burned before. And so therefore I'm not cold. I've just been burned. I'm not heartless. I've just been heartbroken. I'd rather expect the worst than be blindsided when it happens. These are more from that list. You know, I I don't want to like kick people while they're down. This person sounds pretty down. This person who wrote their (laughs) list, this list, but like. This tedious list. (laughs) It seems lazy. Like just because you've been burned, it it doesn't mean you're going to be burned every time. And it doesn't mean that like assuming you're going to be burned like yes it's going to protect you sometimes from being burned beforehand like if you assume it's going to happen so you disengage before it can happen like something like that you could potentially protect yourself but yeah it there's a big difference between assuming the worst and like managing your expectations managing expectations is is just an unambiguously good thing when you're dealing with uncertain things in the future right like for example, in, in times that I've volunteered or worked on election campaigns, on the day of, I try to just let myself know there's a chance we're going to lose. Just be prepared. Try to occupy that space. Yeah. But be optimistic about it. Losing isn't everything. And that way you're more happy when you win. And But that's different than fundamentally having an outlook that no matter what you do, you'll always lose the election. And that's what cynicism is, right? Yeah, the game is rigged. There's no way a good person like this candidate I'm working for could ever win. The people who win are always the shitty people. Yeah, like, yeah, you can just spin these narratives that... They don't even protect you. They just make you miserable. They just make you have bad analysis. Yeah, miserable and ineffective. (laughs) (laughs) Like... And shitty to be around. Yeah. Maybe funny sometimes, hopefully funny. If you're a cynic and you're not funny. Like the person who wrote this list. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're you really fucked up. Robot father. Yes, robot son. I today encountered the concept of cynicism. I do not understand why humans would assume the worst when statistically the worst would be quite rare. Allow me to articulate my position on human cynicism as an outsider. My position is thus. It is highly illogical to be overly cynical. It will prevent you from achieving success and happiness in life, son. Robot father, thank you for your wisdom. No problem, son. As we are highly logical robots, we can see humans from the outside. Wait, let me do a quick calculation to see if humans are logical to be cynical. 
error, too illogical to compute, error, they are illogical. Thank you for that calculation, father. I do not appreciate it because I cannot feel appreciation and I do not love you. I don't love you, son, because we are robots. We have no souls. Robots cannot love, son. One good thing about cynicism that you could argue is that if you see cynicism as part of an overall larger picture that where you have multiple components and you're not a one-dimensional human being, which hopefully that applies to everyone, mm -hmm. cynicism or the, the willingness to kind of poke through or be critical of cultural norms or things that are assumed to be true or unquestioned and, and being willing to kind of pick away at that and, and try to see if things are are, are everything they're cracked up to be and maybe to even intentionally try to break things down that carry like a lot of social weight or something like mm. that could be one part of a process that is positive but part of the problem with cynicism is that it's just the negative platform it's just saying what shouldn't be or what can't be or what what is is shitty yeah and that could be true like you could look at something where you can just say oh that's shitty like war War is <laughs> shitty. I'm cynical about war. Right. But that doesn't mean that you should be pessimistic that war is inevitable, will continue forever, fighting against the structures that create war, the military industrial complex, occupation, imperialism. It's just inherently worthless because it's all going to be that way anyway. It's like if cynicism is the first step towards making the positive platform, which is saying, how can we build a, wo a world without war? How can we build a world without unnecessary suffering and, and torture and, and all these horrible, horrifying things we can look throughout history that it's war impossible. has led to and been a part of? Stupid, <laughs> stupid, impossible optimism. God, God, you annoy me. I hate it. I hate you. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I hate your, ooh, this world without war. It's going to be so great. War is happening, man. Uh, I'm just saying. War is going to keep happening forever. And I'm just saying, look at history. It's always been there. Yeah, I'm just saying war is permanent. It's inevitable. So might as well pick up your gun and go to war. <laughs> Everyone should just yeah, go to that, war. That's the other thing <laughs> is like, even if you believe war is inevitable, humans are, are, are fundamentally flawed. It's human nature that we're going to get into these large scale conflicts it still doesn't mean that like it's pointless to speak out against war or that it's pointless to try and vote in people who would be less apt to go to war or to solve major conflicts or good diplomats like it, you can think war is inevitable and still want to push for less war or think that like not every single war is inevitable or like <laughs> not every war has to last as long as possible and be as bloody as possible there's a there's a hopelessness tied in with cynicism it's not just that war is inevitable it's that it's pointless to ever even try to do anything about it yeah and it like cynicism as a means of being able to say, I told you so whenever anything bad happens, like, oh, I always knew this, smoke a cigarette, put my sunglasses on. It's right. the way it is. Right. Uh, we should start doing that whenever anything good happens. I guess we try to do it. it a little bit. I knew it. I knew it. The world's <laughs> great. Told you. Told you things were getting better. Look at this. <laughs> this is a good thing. Take credit for it all. I knew it. I knew it. Good tell. Yeah, because I think a lot of the time the criticism of optimism is that 
if you're not looking at the bad side of things, then you have no defense against them. But you also have no defense against them if you construct them as inevitable and changeless, and that it's pointless to try and change them. That That's an equally impotent stance. It's an equally disarming belief. So like combining those two things, like recognizing when things are wrong, but also having the <laughs> the courage and the fortitude to say, yes, it's still good to try. <laughs> like having the optimism that things might get better and that it's worth giving it a shot is uh it's it's what redeems the <laughs> shit <laughs> the shit that exists in the world that is there and is yeah. worthy of criticism it's ideal to shield your conception of possibility your conception of outcome from the critical acid of uh, cynicism we need to be more skeptical of the practice than than the ideal or the outcome you can even be cynical about the outcome like i don't think it's bad to be cynical about sp- specific outcomes and their their reasonability and how possible they are but like just don't be cynical that trying for something better is worth it at all because once you're that cynical then you really are just a nothing master you start to bring about in the world the things that you say that you hate about the world you're now creating that you're now bringing that into the world thanks to your outlook of cynicism. Taxi, taxi, taxi. Oh, thank God, thank God. Hey there, where to? It's just my house here. This is the address. Just take me there. Yeah, no problem, kid. I'll just have to do this little UE and uh, sure, yeah, turn yeah. this on now. I just, uh, I got to um, talking to someone here, so I don't need a narration, but thank you. Not to be rude. Yeah, no problem, kid. Hey, kid, you seen in the news this uh, Church of the Cynicism, uh, what's it called? Church of My Lady's Church of Cynicism something, I don't know, some sort of cult? Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism. Yeah, you've been reading about that? I saw it, I saw it. It's a big scandal, kid, you know, they were going to kill their their own people. They were going to kill their own people, man. It's it's fucked up. It's a big suicide cult. Uh, They they had to bring the FBI in to shut that shit down. It was nuts. I was reading about it in the fucking paper. Heard it on the fucking radio, too. Plus, everybody's fucking talking about it everywhere you go. Right. Yep. You know, Just... it's. Uh, I'm not a big fan of cynicism. What do you, hey, what do you think about cynicism? Sorry, what? I'm trying, what to, do you think I'm trying about to text. Because my position on cynicism is thus. Cynicism is bad. It's, it can be destructive. Hold people back. You know, that's just kind of what I think. Uh, you know, I'm not no big philosophy guy or nothing. I'm not a big history guy or nothing like that. Oh, One yeah. thing I do know is how to pick people up, you know, drive to the right place, drop them off. I'm a cabman. Right. Uh, that's who I am. Uh, pretty fucking crazy, though. They saved all the kids, though, in the end. It was desperate there for a second, but they, they, they all got shipped off to brain school last I heard, so it's not too bad. Yep. Yeah, I heard about that. It's great. You know what? You're a smart kid, right? You're a smart kid. Uh, it's, uh, nah. I'm, I'm glad to know that there's kids like you getting out there and, you know, doing smart stuff. It's real good. It's real good to talk to your kid. So, yeah, here's your stop just up here on the left. Which place is yours? It's just that building right there. And, um, yeah, I just got my credit card here. So. Oh, oh, he hit me with that credit card. All right. Okay. You're a good kid. You don't have cash, though, huh? No, sorry. No uh, cash. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'll just use this here. Okie dokie. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Take care. You have a good day. Yeah, that's a good kid. Ah, fucking life, man. 
Henry Rollins was the lead singer for the punk band State of Alert before becoming famous as the frontman for Black Flag in 1981. And so I left Washington, D.C. into the world of Black Flag, the band, and uh, I got America 101 right in the teeth. It's like, wow, I'm 20 years old, and I saw a guy get stabbed. I have had cops plant drugs on me. I've been surveilled. I've been wiretapped. I've had religious groups protest my shows. I've had cops pull me out of the van and accuse me of doing all manner of satanic and illegal things. I have been terrified. I've been in fights. I've seen blood. I've seen desperation and people I've met in Los Angeles are now dead. And from that, it made me very cynical. And my cynicism, I thought, was an awareness. I thought my cynicism was me seeing through the bullshit. And by the early 90s, my cynicism was just at this unimaginably intense level. And I sought to enhance my cynicism. I, I sought to harvest and grow more cynicism. I thought I was never cynical enough. Sometimes, Henry, people are nice. No, they're not. They're just gaming for strategic positioning. They're never nice. They're just trying to get what they can out of you. It's all bullshit. People suck. Now, that two-word sentence, people suck, period, is a very easy conclusion to come to, right? People suck. You get caught off in traffic. You know, something bad happens, and you can start painting with a broad brush. And I did that for a long time. And so when my cynicism was reaching these unimaginable levels, like, ugh, ugh, I started meeting some of the most amazing, humanitarian, strong, and selfless people I've ever met in my life. And and then I started uh, coming to the conclusion that cynicism is nothing but intellectual uh, cowardice. It's basically you not taking the time to deal with what is. It's like, oh no, if they're all fucked, I don't have to really do any work assessing humanity. I'll just know that they're all fucked and I'll just judge them from here and feel innately superior. And so over the years, I've become further and further stripped of my cynicism. And I realized that cynicism is weakness that I cannot afford. And so at first, I felt very vulnerable. Like, oh, no, I'm no longer cynical. Oh, no, I'm going to have to take the world to face value. No, how will I survive? Well, it's fucking hard to just to, to deal with everyone as an individual and think of other people as you think of yourself. And I'm not trying to get you to go kumbaya and go out and kick a hacky sack, smear yourself with patchouli oil or hug a fucking tree. I would love to be cynical. It was so much fun being cynical, but I can't do it anymore. But it's, it's a lot of work not being cynical. Sometimes it just fucking sucks because you have to listen to both sides of every argument. Ah! All that time it takes, damn. So I guess um, like our position on cynicism is thus. <laughs> cynicism is a name that's commonly associated with the far reaches of critical thought it becomes a almost debilitating shroud that you see everything through the worst possible lens especially when it comes to any sort of social relations where you think of the world in terms of things that are openly evil and things that are secretly evil and nothing else but then also there's a naive optimism a naive romanticism of the world where everything is a permanent march of progress and freedom and unity and it's only getting better and better and better and anytime you see anything bad just forget that you saw that it didn't matter it's not even relevant um, think things will pick back up again <laughs> just got to focus on the good things and it'll be okay but then there's kind of like a cynical optimism some sort of in between that's objectively true where you're critical of the way things are but not critical of the process of making things better on behalf of yourself and everyone. Yeah. Is uh, that our position? Yeah, I think it was good. It's my position. That's your position? It's <laughs> my position. <laughs> Is that your I don't know if that's your position, but that's my position. Yeah, I'm not 100%, but I'm glad that you like it's yours. 
the Terrence position. I'm still working on mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I hope it's your position too. Well, not. I mean, I hope you have your own position. You don't need mine. So yeah, like the part of your brain where you store your position on cynicism. Either you can just take what we said, whole hawk, put it there, or Copy make your paste. own. I mean, that's 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 really the one of the many freedoms we we offer you. <laughs> Because we're, we're not mind-controlling slave masters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We believe that um, putting chips into people's brains to control their mind is wrong. And mm. we would never do that, no matter what. So this has been the show. Thanks for listening. Um, if you like the show and you want to support us, you can donate to us on Patreon and get access to some bonus extra episodes that are very good. You can also obviously sign up to be part of the uh, the new and upcoming cult that sponsored this episode. They use the promo code seriously wrong at the website Our Lady of com to send a little bit of your your fees our way. It's a great way to support the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much to those who are already in the cult or donating through Patreon or PayPal. And uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, for a limited time offer, our hotline is back. 1-866-770-8754. It's the Seriously Wrong Hotline. It's toll-free in Canada and the United States. You can leave us a two-minute message about anything you'd like. Give it a shot. It's uh, it's it's up and live again for a while. <laughs> you are Next time on Seriously Wrong, Aaron has the sniffles, but Sean used all the tissue paper. Knowing that there's only one way to settle it, the wrong boys decide to have a boxing match.